All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, people of Earth. How are you? Oilers Nation Radio, episode 182. Bag Milk here. Tyler, Dan, Rick, we are here to break down the last week in Edmonton Oilers land. Tyler's rolling over. Dan's headphones are too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Tyler's counting. That was mine. Is that one? Is that better? That was mine. Louder? No, that's mine. Oh. Yep. Down. That's me. Yeah. Thank there you go. There Perfect. Is. We did it. Yay. Everyone else good? I'm good. Thank you. We're good. Tyler That's is- my fault because I should have done that before the show, but Tyler was doing it to do fast so that I can get out of here. What the hell is going on? <laughs> good timing. That was yeah, perfect. Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of the English. Thank man. you. Weather's Nation Radio, episode 182. Bag Milk here. The whole crew's here. The whole gang's here. As we do every week, we're going to start off this week's podcast with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Mr. Uremchuk down at the end of the table. We did not prep for today's podcast. <laughs> nope. What do you got for us? The delicious debate today is what's a more realistic trade for the Oilers to make getting a goalie or getting a defenseman. I'll jump in first. I don't think they're getting a goalie. I am fortunate enough to have a certain insider's phone number. I called him and asked him and he says he does not think the Oilers are going to trade for a goalie. So I'm going to buy what Frank Saravalli is selling, pretending that this is buy and sell from the DFO rundown. The DFO rundown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I'm selling that they will get a new goaltender before the deadline. So I'm going to say a defenseman. Tyler, how does that strike you? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have conversations with insiders, unlike you. Um, you literally see him every day of your life. I do. Um, yeah, I think a D-man's more realistic. Uh, the, the market for goaltending is interesting. There's five goalies on Frank's trade targets list. Who we got? Flurry at the top. Not okay. happening. Nope. Corpus Salo sucks. Boom. Don't want it. Holtby, Forsberg, yep. Gorgiev. Gorgiev, I'm not touching. Why not? 
I don't think he's the answer. I think he's too inconsistent and Fair. I think there's other stuff there. Okay. So Holtby or Forsberg are the two targets. Could be. I'm not sure if Holtby ends up moving because Dallas is in a playoff Dallas hunt. Fun. And I don't think the Oilers view Anton Forsberg as a clear cut upgrade on what they have. So That's there you fair. go. That's the goaltending market dried up. The demand market, I think, is a little bit more interesting. I think it's a bit of a buyer's market as well. Prices might come down. I think there's an opportunity there for the Oilers to get a defenseman, which actually might help their goaltending in a way. Two votes for a defenseman from Bag Milk and Tyler. Nation Dan, you're up next. Uh, that was a really good explanation, Tyler. And I'm just going to say Thanks. in another way, statistically, there are more defensemen available in the league because there's more defensemen in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to get a Math. defenseman. Math. Math. Can we confirm that? Yeah. So there would be uh, 650 players in the NHL. Check the and math. Only, uh, only pulling th- out the calculator. <laughs> 64. Uh, you, uh, oh. Only 64 of them are six goalies. Okay, wait. So there's, you can do six times 32. So there's 32 teams. <laughs> yes. So 32 teams times how many players on the roster? 23. Okay. So that means there's 736 players in the NHL (laughs) minus 64 of them, which are goalies seven times 32 and two times 32. There is 192 active defensemen in the NHL. Correct. Assuming a six. There you go. That's what I was going to say. He just be how many defensemen? 192 active. If you, as Bag Milk pointed out correctly, mm-hmm. if you are, if everybody's running a six defenseman, and 193, no, if you because they'll have Seabrook. at least one in their, in their, in their 23. So it's seven on a roster. You only about playing like, six. So except for us, so we add play another seven. 32 to that then. Yeah. So I'd say it's seven defensemen times 32 teams. But and then, then it's but, like, and then it's two goalies times 32 teams. And that's the thing too, is that a goalie, a, a defenseman, <laughs> you can get it. You can add a, a depth defenseman from an AHL team and they may be able to help you out down the line. If you're adding an AHL goaltender, that goalie isn't in your lineup. So the transaction just doesn't make sense. Yeah. This Boom. is going a weird way, but I want to continue down this route. Tyler, what other math you got going on over there on that laptop? How many centermen do you have? Yep. Uh, four times. Damn it. I closed I my just, calculator. So we, we are, we're going off scripts here. If so we, we get rid of healthy no script. Yeah. And I no, was actually going to upload, today. I was going to upload this segment to a YouTube video. This would be uh, good. Oh, this would be okay. perfect. Sure. Uh, so 32 teams mm-hmm. times four centermen, a team is, oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Uh, 28. There you go. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Is what it is. Rick is just doesn't even use a calculator. I've asked my watch for answers. Rick's just no math. You guys come on. Yeah. 128. So there's your answer. Delicious debate math. Rick, what do you think? Is it more likely to get a defenseman or a goalie? I prefer a goaltender, but I understand how they're not going to make a, a move for a goalie. That's better than what we have right now when they're both playing, or at least all three of them are playing at the top of their game. So it's more, most likely we make it move for a defense. Then I'm going to switch the topic a little bit this week. uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman at the athletic had an interview with Ken Holland, where he said he's comfortable with the three goaltenders that he has. Are you comfortable with the three goaltenders we have? I am not compared to what? Like, I mean, describe comfortable. Yeah. That you can get on a nightly basis, average NHL goaltender. I'm not comfortable. If Stu was up here, I'd feel better. Yeah, that's where I would go with it. If if it's Stuart Skinner and Miko Koskinen, I'm a little bit more comfortable. Am I? Yeah, it's not. I'm not talking in the microphone. There there. There. That's better. Um, So can I answer a question again? Yeah, sure. If it's Stuart Skinner and Miko Koskinen, then I'm confident. Yeah. Yeah, and Miko's been playing good, and I'm sure that's changing it a little bit. I also think they... I think in the organization, they believe if they get Mike Smith going before the playoffs, they'll get a few good weeks out of him. And yep. really, that's all you need. The guy's got to be good for what, a month and a half? But like, we're already, there's 26 games left. And they're not a lock for the playoffs. We're still which trying is to get Schmitty up and running. That's scary to me. Well, that's they've had, they've had a, a ton of injury problems with him. 
he's just not willing to get off his bet yet. Well, yeah. and that's the problem. Like at what point do you fold the cards and say, all right, well the bet isn't paying. The field's not paying on this one. I think he's too conservative and too yeah. rigid to, uh, to make a, a bit of a, a gutsy move. So he's going to stick with this and kind of just live or die by the sword. I don't not like that, it. Not that I'm not that I'm like uh, condoning such. Behavior. I don't like it. And I don't think it'll work, but we don't have a Yeah. But we don't but, have an yeah, option. And but I, I think that's the way he goes, unfortunately. Well, and that's, I think the first move, the, the first move is Stu to come up. Like if, if one goalie starts like, to slip, especially if it's Schmidt, starts to slip, um, Stu's up here. He has continued to slip though. That's what I don't understand. Cause I don't understand why Skinner's not here right now. Cause I think they still want to play those two and then it's better. It's I best for Skinner win to hockey games. That's that's no. And I get that. But if you're not going to use Skinner, then what's the point of having him here? You might as well be playing down there. And then I get, I understand. And then there should again, be, just, there's, there's no, there's no like quarantine or anything for that. Um, I think he's what he's had is, uh, he had COVID. So he's got 180 days of no testing or something silly like that. Um, so coming up and down, is not going to be an issue for him? And that's kind of where they're sitting at, I believe. I just think that's such a lazy thing to be worried about. It's just, you yep. have objectively opinions aside, looking straight at the numbers, the goalie with the best stats is in Bakersfield. Makes no sense. Zero. That's what was the inspiration behind my article last week. It is just like, are you trying to win right now? And if that answer was truly 100% yes, if Ken Holland really believed the Oilers window to win cups was now, Stuart Skinner would be between the pipes. But there's clearly other factors at play there. He clearly doesn't want to send one of the two veterans down. He clearly is still valuing building something towards the future because he said in the piece with Nugent Bowman, he's not going to trade the first round pick. That's where we're at. It makes no sense, man. Like this team has proven in that little trip there outside the last two games, those first three games, they proved they can sit yeah. there and play with anybody in this league. Um, if they had the consistent goalie goaltending behind them. And at that point, he should have said, okay, now you guys have proven to me that you guys can do this. It's now up to me to go get a better goaltender than what we have right now. And, and there's just yet like to do it. Last week on the podcast, we were talking about how fucking annoying that loss in Tampa was because they outplayed the defending champs, yeah. but they couldn't get a save. And I mean, you also have to look, let's look, let's look at the playoff picture here. If the playoffs started today, Edmonton plays the LA Kings in the first round. You're going to tell me that with a competent goalie, the Oilers can't beat the LA Kings in a well, seven game exactly. series, right? Like there's a legitimate chance here. I believe to go on a run. I think in a yes. seven game series against yes. the Calgary flames, you can go out, you can beat them. If this team is healthy and they've got, so they're missing some significant pieces, mm -hmm. right? But if they're healthy, at least healthy ish, and you can get yep. league average goaltending, this team will be fine. Yes. Well, and I think the element that's missing from that topic and that discussion too, and people like myself that are saying, well, yeah, but they've had these goalies and they haven't had success in the playoffs is that it's Jay Woodcroft, not Dave Tippett. Yeah. And so, so Dave Tippett's default to go back to Mike Smith every time against the Chicago Blackhawks and then the Winnipeg Jets is not going to be there. And you hope you hope that Woodcroft and his staff has a little bit better. They time. also have a better team in front of those yeah. goaltenders right now, That's both fair. from, you know, the top 12 forwards to the top six defense. But I know some people may say last year's D were a little bit better, but it is what it is. Um, and in general, the top 18 skaters this year, better than last year. Yeah. And I do think like their top nine, if healthy is really, really good. And that's again, why my answer is kind of a defenseman too, is yeah. if you had one more left-handed defenseman to this blue line, or if you could swap Barry for a better righty, yep. all of a sudden, or not even a 
just a more defensively responsible yep. righty. Same contract, just get someone who can don't, play a little yeah. more defense. Don't they need a, a right-handed defenseman that can come into the lineup, though, at any time? Like, you mentioned that, Tyler, when we were off air, that with Barry going down, the right side Who gets plays? weak. Yeah. They have one. It just de- I don't know if he's ready yet. They, just, they just re-signed him last, uh, yesterday, the day before. Oh, Vinny Deherney? Yeah. I just, I think, you know... I, he's not ready. No, God, no, and I'm not saying he is. I think this time next year, you might... Uh, be wanting to see him in the lineup a little bit more, but I, yeah, he's not ready right now, but they do have one or two in the, uh, I'm just thinking of like a Slater cuckoo on the right side, right? Like a guy that you feel comfortable enough to put him in an NHL playoff game and not be out of his depth. Dude. I think at this point with Barry down, you have to just look at your veterans and go, okay, so one of you guys have to go over the other side and Mr. Keith, you've done this for a long, long, long time. Um, or it's the cowboy. If he's healthy. No, I, cause well, I don't want the cowboy in the, in the lineup. I'd be playing. The yeah, but he defenseman. could be, if he's your seventh D man and his versatility is a lefty or a righty. That's interesting. So you're taking a lot. You're taking Willie out and putting uh, Russell. <laughs> William Legison could not play another game for this team. I wouldn't really care. I want to know more Alan about Walsh your take on that. To listen to this today. I want to dig into Tyler's take on William Legison because you really got after him before we started recording. What does he do? Well, skates pretty well. Eh, meh. Like maybe a passing grade. Would you prefer to have Slater Cuckoo over William Legison? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think Cuckoo actually moves the puck a little bit better than Lagason. We're also talking about a guy who can play both sides. I would play Nima Linen ahead of Lagason, not even close. I think I'd prob- I, would I would probably prefer Philip Broberg in the lineup over William Lagason because at least you're getting some <laughs> upside there. At least you're getting a guy who can make a difference once in a while. The only time William Lagason makes a difference is in a negative way. Can you really argue against that? When was the last time you watched a play? And you were like, damn, yeah, Strud's on the phone. I don't, no, I think gonna, great I think play, Willie Legs. Alan, Alan Walsh on line one right now. You've got to be, you've got to be tempered. Yes, that's because we have Alan. That's an Walsh. absolute joke. Stop <laughs> hitting that shit. Alan can see this, Tyler. He's, Alan could hear me so upset he, when he, he listens today. But, but like, is Ladgison, you say he, he does nothing positive. That was, that was a, that's a pretty strong statement. The best he does is neutral. The best he does is neutral. And is that not Okay. Not, not, Isn't that what we've been expecting of Russell all this time? And Russell will block a big shot. Yeah. Russell actually skates well. Yeah. There's, there's upside with Russell. It's like when people get mad at Bouchard for making mistakes. And it's like, you live with, you know, two or three Bouchard, uh, or Bouchard turnover and him making a bad read every game because you know you're also getting four really good breakout passes and, and a, a couple, couple of solid point shots. Yeah. You're not getting that with William Lagasin. And that's just my problem with him, at least with Nima Linen. And they haven't gotten to this point yet where they have to pick or choose. I would certainly hope they're picking Marcus Niemelainen over him. They are. At least you're getting the physicality. Yeah. He yeah. moves a little bit better. He moves the puck a little bit better. You're getting something out of him. And with Lagason, like, I don't think he's even a seventh defenseman in the NHL. And Niemelainen just saw the assignment and took it. Yeah, 100%. He, just, he knew that coming yeah. into this team, there was no physicality really think, left in the lineup. It's just natural to his game. It is. It is. If, if he was trying to do this, you'd see him, you'd see him make, make little mistakes here and there, but it's natural for him. But I feel like he just, he knew, he knew exactly what he needed to do to endear himself to us, yeah. which was just go out and hit bodies. Because we haven't had that on our defense since Jason Smith. Like a guy that just goes out there and hurts people. And but that's that, it. But he just, he doesn't, and play solid defense. Yeah, but he just hits when he hits. He hits hard. It's yeah. not like he's out there hitting vicious. Nope. It just he has. Nope. But it yeah, just it turns into a wall and it's like shakes your innards. I love that. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that's even a debate really at this point between him. No, and, and I don't think there's shouldn't a, be. I don't even think it's a debate inside the the company either. We'll or this company. No, God, no. We'll oh, see. Open that the debate door, is raging on outside right now. 
Open that door. I guarantee you they're all on the same page. Waz just hit somebody like Nimalainen did to show them. Probably he, Jay to wake him up. How effective mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. I actually, someone brought up there like how often he hits. Wasn't there a stat about how often he's hitting? Oh, he is at like five a game. That was, yeah, a, couple, that was a couple of games ago though. He's pretty close to that. If not four or five hitting, yeah. hitting being the most subjective statistic of them all. Yeah. It's generally a joke. It's a home, I always, it's a home I like team to, stat. I like to put most those into are. the wrap up on after games. And it's the same thing with giveaways. Yeah. I find those to be hilarious how they get marked or not marked or counted or not counted. There, was, was, the, there was one game against Tampa Bay. I think it was where it took us like eight minutes to get a shot. Yeah. And it was uh, Hyman who got a legit yeah. shot on that. And they didn't count it. <laughs> you look up and it's still zero. So yeah, all, all those stats down are, in the stats. Uh, all those stats are. So I know it's subjective, but for the sake of this, Marcus Niemelainen first on the Oilers, 19.78 hits per 60 minutes. Basically a hit every three minutes he's on the ice. Second on the Oilers is Cassian at 12.66. So a full seven hits per 60 minutes behind the lead. Well, and the big thing for him is that his hits don't put him out of position. Yeah. He's, and he's not natural. amongst NHLers who have played at least 10 games so far this season, Nimalainen ranks sixth in hits per 60. We got in the top there. Ryan Reeves. Of course. Sure. Uh, Liam O'Brien in Arizona, who also leads the league in PIMS. Does. Mason Geertsen. And he's tied for five. That's not a real person. Geertsen, good local boy. Played in a charity tournament with him once. From uh, Nat, or is he still in New Jersey? Yeah, he's in Jersey. Uh, Reese Johnson in Chicago and Michael Pizzetta in Montreal. Uh, Mason Geertsen is the guy who I always use as the example whenever people are like, you know, like NHLers, the worst NHLers are way better than you can even imagine. Geertsen's that example. When I was on the ice with him, it was just stupid the shit he could do. Oh. And he was probably going like 40%. And it would just be like, quick little flick backhand pass over everyone onto someone's tape. And you're just like, what, a, what the fuck? I don't well, want I even had that kind of experience. Uh, he was just on TV the other day during the broadcast, Mark Pissick. I, I used to play Fistrick. shinny with him. Uh, what did Fistrick. I say? Fistrick. Fistrick. Oh yeah. Mark Fistrick. That's uh, so yeah. I used to play shinny with him out at Nemeo at the base. And he was the same kind of thing where he's just like, fuck me. This guy's like, he did not get any respect at the NHL no. level, but he is way better in all our shit hits. Yeah. Well, I have to laugh and I have to bring up the, the memory for you bag milk, but the pond hockey tournament, not this most recent one, but the first one we did. Yeah. 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 The a former NHLer Aaron Volpatti, <laughs> who most people Aaron remember Volpatti. as a very good face puncher, uh, not necessarily for his hands. Yeah. Man, did he make the Oilers nation team look pedestrian. When you play against a NHLer or a former NHLer, it is very clear that they did not get there by winning a scratch ticket. Yep. No. When they pull out that, when he pulled out the helmet with the old team's logo on it. Yeah. You like, pulled out, Aaron Volpatti pulled out his fucking caps gear and he's all like <laughs> decked out in caps gears. We're lining up to play three on three shinny. Half like we did. Team didn't yeah. have their own 12 skates. out of 10 hung over. And this is what I'm facing. Like yep. not going to work. Um, just circling back to the conversation about defensemen. Uh, the delicious he, debate, if you will. Yeah. Uh, these are the, these are the D men Frank has on his list. Ben Sherratt is the top. Too expensive. Too expensive. Jacob Chikrin is the next one. Do it. Do it. Did Friedman not say today that Tippett wasn't a big Chikrin guy? He's gone. Don't matter now. He's retired. Interesting. Um, I think you move. If you have to trade a Philip Broberg to get a guy who's established, do it. That's fine. So Broberg the first and Yamamoto, but they take Barry in the deal too. Do you do that? Man, that is a turn Yamamoto with it. That might be what you need. There's talk that if Florida does it, it would be like Spencer Knight going the other way. Can you turn Yamamoto into a prospect? Like maybe somebody Lavoie. in juniors. If it was, Oh, if it was Lavoie Broberg in the first and they're taking Barry, fuck, I do it. Holloway. 
Oh, Holloway's close to untouchable for me. Yeah, like Bro- Broberg was untouchable until I saw Nima Linen. And now you're thinking next year you have one lefty spot open with Keith and Nurse. Like, okay, you can have Nima Linen. What if that. Keith retires? Then you need to go get a veteran. You can't run two rookies anyways. <laughs> you have one spot for a rookie lefty next year. It can be Nima Linen or Broberg. That's why I'm like, eh, you know, Broberg is movable. I think if it's in a deal for Jacob Chikrin. Well, that's what I mean. Like you're not moving Broberg if it's not an established piece coming back. That's got some, it's the ability to like keep him for a minute. Yeah. This is not a rental. So who's the next established piece after Chikrin on that list? Yeah. What we got? So next on the list is Mark Giordano. No, not happening. Very established. Too established. He's probably going to go to Calgary. I would imagine. I could see him ending up back there. I think Calgary kind of closed the door on him. They're going to have too many, like, unless he comes in for like really, a really small. Salary. I think it'll be one of those deals. Like we saw with David Savard last year, where like Seattle keeps half and then like yeah. Buffalo keeps half and some contenders going to get your down. We do five. that shit. We could. Well, because you have a rigid uh, GM. He does, he's not creative. Yeah. He's never like, done again, that. He didn't we, do that in Detroit. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Chris Gear wrote a really good piece over at dailyfaceoff.com about getting third party teams to manage some of the cap in these situations. The others never do that shit. Drives me crazy. Uh, next on the list is John Klingberg. Not realistic. No, not really. Um, expensive. And he's a righty and he's offensive, right? You kind of want someone in that more shutdown role. Uh, number 14 is Damon Severson in Jersey. Again, I, I don't think he... Uh, does he play defense well enough? We brought two defensemen from that damn team already that we've had yeah. all these And it really should have been Andy Green the whole time. How high expectations are. And yeah. yeah, it took a while for Lars to come and know. Uh, Fainer that can we trade for Adam Larson? Probably not. Right. Ah, Uh, Next on the list is Jeff Petrie. Probably not. I mean, it's super, he's super expensive too at this Mm. point. Um, Nick Letty at 31. I have time for it. If you can get him cheap enough. And if the cost is low, right? Like if, if, if you get, is that who you're looking at? If Keith goes and retires, say, and then you have uh, that your veteran guy, you're kind of bringing in. Well, I'm getting Letty for, he's a UFA pending uh, UFA. So he's, well, a he's older than Keith, isn't he? He's only 30 what? and he's, I know Letty and he's been on like four long playoff runs. Yeah. Um, Letty would be interesting if Detroit keeps half and the cost is like a third, you know, and, th- and then that's your Dmitry Kulikov out of this year, but probably a little bit better. Um, Next they have, this is my absolute favorite target. I talked about this in my YouTube video. Calvin DeHaan's got to be the guy. Saw him last night. Saw him last night. He can play left or right. So you're covered, right? So if he comes in and you don't move out Barry, but DeHaan's maybe his partner, you're going Nurse Bouchard, you're going Keith Cece, and then you're running DeHaan and Barry. And if someone on the right side gets hurt, DeHaan can just flip over to the, he can play the right side fine. And then you bring in Nima Linen. And actually, so in my YouTube video I did about this, I reached out to NHL Sid to get his take on some of this because, mm-hmm. you know, he's like wicked smart. Um, wicked smart. Wicked smart. Among the seven Chicago defensemen who have played at least 50 minutes against top opposition, DeHaan ranks first in DFF percentage, whatever that is, and goal share. I know what goal <laughs> share is. Um, DeHaan only allows 2.7 chances on entries against per 60 minutes. The league average is 3.4, so he's above average. Edmonton's average is 3.6. So he'd come in, he'd help them defend off the rush. He can go up against hard competition. Maybe you play him with CeCe in like an all shutdown pair. DeHaan would be a fantastic target, but he's a pending UFA. Will Holland give up the second rounder next year? Or, I mean, the interesting part with making a move with Chicago right now is that in the Keith deal, you're either giving up your second or the third, right? So do you go to Chicago and say... Hey, you can have the other pick, whatever one it is. You're going to own the second and the third now, no matter what. And we'll give you some Murakov as well. And you get 
Is is that too much to give for a pure rental in Dahan? Or is Samurakov enough of you don't need him, you don't think you'll ever need him, get rid of him? I don't think that Holland would do it just because he doesn't seem interested in trading for rentals. But the problem with trading for guys with term right now is that you don't have any money in the offseason to work with it. Oh, I, I agree right? with you. I'm just, I'm just basing Devil's my advocate. thoughts on what yeah. Ken Holland seems to say in pressers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you just won't spend a first on, you won't spend too fine. much on their, on their rental. So I think if you get them cheap enough in that type of a deal that you're talking right there, I think you, Samurakov and you do the conditional pick, which is either going to be the second or the third that Chicago was going to get anyways. Right. And then you just attach like a conditional fifth next year where, you know, if this doesn't happen or if he doesn't resign, like whatever, you throw in a little extra value. It's so silly to me for teams to be worried about wanting term or rental. Like I, like, I just look at it and you're trying to win a Stanley cup, aren't you every year? And so, yeah, you don't want to like sell out the next year. Yeah. But bringing in a Calvin DeHaan shows you if not going to guarantee you a cup though, but if it, but it shows you what that kind of a player could do in your roster. And then maybe you want to resign him, right? Like we're talking about Evander Kane is a perfect example, right? There's a guy that's come in here and shown what he can do. Are we going to resign them or is somebody else going to grab them? I like that better than, than bringing in a guy that then you're stuck with. Look how that worked out with us with a AA. I'm trying to say that you. I actually love that point you made. Think about that. If you bring in DeHaan, let's say you bring in, you're going to bring in DeHaan, but you go, Hey Chicago, we need him to do an extension first. Cause we need that asset. It comes here and it doesn't work. You're stuck with them. Like you said, whereas a UFA, this is a free trial. This is like getting to test drive a car for a few months. I uh, love those seven day free trials, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Get in, use the free trial. And if you like him, you have cap space to sign him. If he prices himself out of your range, it's because he came in and played so well for you. And the trade is worth it. Or if you don't want to sign him, great. You're not attached to him. Let him go. Use the money you were going to spend on him somewhere else in free agency. So here's what the others have to trade. If you're talking about draft picks. Yeah. First round, this is 2022 now I'm walking through. You got your first rounder. The second rounder is tied up in the Keith trade, right? Same with that third. So yeah. the details are there. So it depends on what, how that goes. There is no fourth. Fifth, sixth, seventh. Next year, all their picks, all seven. So, And 2023 is a loaded draft. And I think teams are more inclined to want picks from next year's draft than this year's. Take my 23 first round pick. What are you going to give me for it? But that's the that's the debate, right? Is it does does Holland yeah. value that pick too, right? Because it's Holland a super deep GM job. by then. Well, that, that but I I don't. What do you think would take that to happen? Missing the playoffs this year. Yeah, missing the playoffs. We for talked sure. about it to start that bet on especially the goal, is especially a heavy if it's one. your goaltenders. But what if you what if you go out and four at the start of the playoffs? Depends I still think you go out. the same thing. Depends would how you, you go out. If you get swept. If it was like Winnipeg last yeah, year, that's last different. Year. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was three OT losses is different. Yeah, that's okay. that was that was. What weird. about if you lose like you did two years ago against the Blackhawks? Where it's just, that was fucking. Bummer, yeah, I'm looking man. at yeah because that was on bad goaltending. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. What do you think that would take, Tyler? What cleaning house to get rid of Holland? Yeah. Missing the playoffs. What is about the if only you, way? What, you, what, if, what, what about a first round exit? I think it should. Ala, I don't think Chica- it would. Ala Chicago, not and, Ala. Winnipeg. You got to remember too. He he has two more years left on this deal at five schmill a year. Schmill total is Ken is Daryl Cates. I know he's never been shy to do this in the past, but that is a if they make the playoffs and lose out again, there's a limit to what Daryl Cates will pay in terms how, of staff. That yeah, I think you give him one more year. Still, how angry was he at that meeting there? Two that's ago? Well, that is a good question. 
That's a good question. Because I promise you $10 million, as far as I understand, $10 million <laughs> isn't a lot to that guy. No, it's no, not, you but us. like ultimately you don't- It's a business. It, yeah, you don't want to be pissing away $10 million bucks on a guy who's just sitting there. If they make the playoffs and lose in round one in game five or six, Holland's not going anywhere. Go He'll sell some of the damn pictures in his $750 million mansion or something <laughs> like that. Bang, done. It's over. Wouldn't that be the ultimate flex, hey? If Daryl just like walks an employee down and is like, See that right there? Just take one. That's your severance package. Yeah, that's your severance package, buddy. <laughs> Retire now. And then he just looks at Holland and goes, go get me a fucking goalie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So it. right now, as we're recording, March 4th, Friday, Oilers mm-hmm. are in third place in the Pacific Division, one point behind Los Angeles, seven points behind Calgary. One thing that I brought this up on the Bcast last night, you look at these standings, man, you see the value of losing in overtime. Yeah, because the Oilers only have two fewer wins than the Flames, but they're seven points behind because the Flames just they've lost a bunch in OT. Yep. Loser points. It's going to be tight, man. This Pacific Division race and just the wild card in general. Yeah, she's stressful. Yeah. Um, The nice part for the Oilers, though, like you talk about the value of overtime losses. If Edmonton manages to finish in a tie with L.A., right? Mm hmm. If they were to get that one more win and LA picks up an extra OT win, Edmonton at least holds the tiebreaker. Right now, they hold the tiebreaker over LA and Vegas, even though they're a point back of LA and Calgary. Do we think? L- do we think LA holds this position though? No, I didn't think they would be here this far yeah, into the season. Exactly, so kind of my thought. No and idea. they're going to add, right? Like you look at that team; they're they're in a position where they could probably really strike at the deadline. This they're is really- normally like the beginning of February, though, right? Yeah. Who did they add in this offseason? To know. Dano and Arvidsson. Arvidsson. And they got Trevor Moore as well from Toronto, from that organization. Mm -hmm. Their whole second line, which has been a great line for them, has been manufactured through acquisitions, which is insane. And Todd McClellan leading the ship. Todd McClellan leading the ship. And they're getting a big bounce back from Jonathan Quick. Like, let's not overlook that either. If Jonathan Quick were to fall off a cliff, play-wise, not literally. So goaltending, hey? It's It's goaltending. Pretty important, is it? Well, again, and uh, like... (laughs) I know everybody wants to fluff the flames right now, but their goaltending is so much better than what we're getting. Look at the stats, just black and white. The flames have scored 186 goals. The Oilers have scored 182. So it's fairly similar. Fairly similar, but the goal differential goals against Calgary's only given up 130, whereas the Oilers have given up 175. Yes, there's defense in there, but man, goaltending. It's goaltending. They've got a Vesna winner. Basically it's his award to lose as far as my opinion. Markstrom? Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, it's going to either win the heart or the best. Markstrom's going to be a finalist. So, but but you're right, Bag Milk, and and that's what the Flames were missing last year with Markstrom. Markstrom just wasn't as good as he has been this year for them, and we were mocking them for it. So, Mm -hmm. stupid Calgary. Stupid Stupid, Calgary's done. Stupid goalies. By the way, speaking of Calgary, we are going down. It's been a minute. When? March 26th. Sounds like fun. That is a Saturday night. We are packing a bus full of nation citizens. We are making our way down the old QE2. Away we go. It's been a minute since we have been to Calgary. The last one was in January of 2020. So it's been more than two years since we've been to Calgary. Man, go to Backside Tours. Just go to the Backside Tours website. It'll be right there on the front page. You bring in your own chopsticks? No, no, no. I'm (laughs) going to go through a box of chopsticks. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. This one, like... I've got so much energy pent up that I haven't been anywhere. That's fair. 
Singapore Sam's going to have a rough one. That's fine. We're going to have to come up with some bus hydration rules going down because I feel like by Red Deer, we're going to be. Well, that was my one. problem the last time. By the time we got to Red Deer, I had been drinking too much on the way. And Hold then we on. got down there. was there. the accident that like made us like double. No, that, was, that, that was a couple of times ago. Yeah, but then remember Rick, we were down at the restaurant where we were in, in yep. Red Deer and we decided to the take hotel. a bunch of tequila shots. Yep. Well, I love tequila. Yeah, I do too. Tea time waits for no man. No but that was the problem that by the time I get to Calgary, I'm seeing out of one eye. I couldn't even fucking work the elevator. 6.30, maybe 5.30, yeah. something like that. Anyway, drink responsibly on the bus <laughs> or down Hydrate. there. It's yeah. a very steep walk up to the top. So, Oh, oh you you don't want to lose your balance. We've I, lost many good men up onto that trip coom, to the... Coom bit it like three rows down. Yes. Celebrating a goal. Yes. Bang, 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 bang. Down the rows in oh, front of them. Stairs too. Happens to the best of us. I allegedly, in my opinion, had a certain handsome journalist on my back <laughs> as I was walking down the stairs and we almost took a little tumble as well. Classic. Just happens the best sneak into the, uh, what, what's there? What's their little special <laughs> the alumni, the alumni zone? Just telling me with bag of milk. You'll get in. No problem. <laughs> hey, the shredded beef sandwiches in there are fantastic. Okay. Your language though. Well, whoopsies. Sometimes I'm a sailor. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at DoorDash. We just wrapped up the Oodle Noodle Delicious debate. I want to hear from you, ON Radio Podcast, whether you think, now let's be realistic here, are the Oilers going to trade for a goaltender or a defenseman? Which one is more likely to have the deadline? I personally think defense, same with the rest of the boys, but I want to know what you think. Again, ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Couple of things I want to get to before we jump into Ask the Idiots. I want to talk about last night's game against the Blackhawks. It was a rough loss. Blackhawks are terrible. They have won five games in their last 17. Two of those have come against the Oilers. These are points that are left on the board. I know they managed to get one, which they didn't deserve really, but you take it. What did everybody, what was everybody's take on last night's game against the Blackhawks? That was a frustrating one for me. I still found myself pissed off about it this morning. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch. They didn't seem to have any. Sloppy. uh, Yeah, there was, it wasn't very, it wasn't smooth. There was nothing good about it. But I think it was part of that offense came from the Philadelphia game too. I didn't. I didn't think they they looked all that uh, oiled machine um, offensively either game, and it kind of like bled into into last night's game. And hopefully they can uh, figure this out and uh, deal with it before tomorrow. I blinked and I thought Dave Tippett was coaching this team again because it just looked like we needed a Chicago goal to wake us up. And we we are yet to realize that we are down Nuge and Pulia, right? Yep. Those are two, of course, you know, relatively top but, six wingers. But and we talked about it all the time. Like you, when you see a guy, when you see guys engaged playing the puck away, playing the the puck away from themselves and and into the game, that's when you're confident. And this team just has these games. And you're right, Rick. The road trip could play a role in it. That's the end of a long road trip for this team. That could have been a part of it, but it just. It's, it's so exasperating. Beg milk. You've been ranting about it all day today about that effort, that kind of an effort. And it's just frustrating to keep. I get what you were saying though, because like it, it, they just didn't look Woodcrofty. They didn't execute. That's they the didn't thing. execute. No. There's, there's a lack of execution. And they were just like the first goal. How did what's his name? Who's never scored in the history Zeber. of the world. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. How did he get so much Rod time Langley. and space behind the fucking Oilers defenseman? Makes no sense. Second goal. We got people flying the zone early. These we got to get the details. puck. We got to get the puck off the boards. Like it's, it's, yes. it's it, those are hand in hand. I know everyone yeah. wants to sit here and say it's all nurse and he just kind of flew the zone, but he was flying, anticipating that puck coming off the Leo's boards. Got to make that. Dry has got got to make that play. Yeah, but they didn't. Who execution even, though? Like Rick said, yeah. yeah. Who stuck out in a positive way for you against Chicago? Anyone? 
Koskinen had moments. Yeah, he looked, yeah. and then but then he makes the big <laughs> mistake, that right? That Kubelik goal. Is so like, then oh again, God. like at least that was that wasn't a goaltending mistake. It was a mistake by the goaltender handling the puck, but it wasn't like a goalie mistake. Like we've seen, like, fast, yeah, it wasn't like, like he lost his net pass. or what's and the acronym, Tyler? Too though, RV reverse RV. There we go. <laughs> it was a perfect shot. By yeah. Kubelik, you yeah. know, credit, but the pass was also tremendous. Oh, I was, yeah, that was, I mean, terrible timing for that. I mean, there's obviously never you would have thought that, but. that Miko Koskinen meant to pass it directly to Kubelik. But there, there, that that tells me there's some sort of communication error there because 100. Um, CC was going off to one spot. He really and, didn't have anywhere to go with it. No. Well, I mean, it's not exactly ideal, but he could have put it up the sort of middle a bit to where CC wasn't let him deal with the puck. Although he, that would have left, that's fair. Cause I would have left him out of the net at the point. Yeah, that was, well, who did one. you like last night against Chicago? Tyler. McDavid was okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, he scored two goals. She's like Duncan. Yeah, hooks. Uh, Evander Kane was good. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's the one guy. Um, he won me some money last night too. Yeah. He, he scored a couple and he was, I thought moving his feet pretty well, getting engaged physically like he does. Vander Kane's probably the one oiler I'd give like an A grade to everyone else is B minus or worse. And that's been the case for Kane this entire time. Really? I don't think there's been a game where I've been frustrated with him as much as maybe he yeah. hasn't been ex- excellent. Mm-hmm. Frustrated only in the fact that he was still probably had just some rust on him. Oh, and I think he sure. still has rust on him yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see the effort and he's he's engaged in front of the net. He, does other, he does other things when he can't score that help the team. Yeah. And, and yeah, and these are things we've looked at other guys to do who have all refused. You know, Luch didn't want to get physical when he couldn't score at that point. We're like, hey, listen, just go, go out there, bang bodies and, and do it. The, no, didn't want to do it. Zach, same thing. Cassian won't, won't. Well, there's no fans in the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, there's fans and then in the crowd. Yeah, no it's still not doing. I mean, it's, it's frustrating to watch. It's nice to see a guy that utilizes other tools in his toolbox. Oh, when one's not working. Nothing is getting my blood pressure up more recently than having to watch this team on a freaking power play. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it doesn't even make sense. But it looks so good when Connor went around the net and yeah. then took a pass Leon. And for that one goal, I was like, wow, I think yeah. you guys may have an extra, another play here. Yeah. Somehow utilize this swing around. I mean, you're not going to have either defenseman try and chase you back there. And you're Connor. You're going to have all the eyes. They may actually forget about Leon for half a second again. It's just like one of those things that right now the others really only have that one pitch. And you see it without Nuge on the bumper side. Yeah. It just how much it's affecting things, even though that hadn't been great leading up to this. Their zone entries are terrible. There was that one where Evander Kane came in and was about to enter the zone and then stopped. stopped. He got yeah. stopped and then he's like, yeah, so he waited and then yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, just chip it in and go get it. But the yeah. problem is, one, they're reluctant to chip it in and go get it. And two, they chip it in. And if there's a four checker, there's only one. Yep. And yep. it's like, well, then the other team just has to ice it. They don't even need to make a pass, right? Oh. So you need to have two going in there. And I think part of it maybe is that drop back play. But again, most of their successful zone entries are just Connor bringing it in himself. <laughs> but if you were to eliminate that totally and have all or leave the D man back and have all four forwards just going in on a hard four check, you would get you would you would force turnovers. You'd get the puck. Yeah. I, I that that is a good point right there. And it's it's so often with this team, I find at least that you don't have four, God forbid, four, but even three or two guys in motion going in on the power play. Everybody's kind of waiting at that blue line the for the next guy to come well, in. Normally it's Connor because they, they do that drop back but and then one guy brings it in. All you need to do is stand up at the blue line as a defensive team on Connor, get your stick engaged with his and it's over. To be you fair, almost, that's, most, that's most power play entrances right now. But it's clearly not working for the Oilers right fair. now. They, you, what you almost need to do 
is drop Kane back with McDavid. So you have you would have Hyman. Yeah, yeah, you have Hyman at the blue line and he keeps the D back because that is the point of that decoy, right? Is you force the D to sit back a little bit and then you would have the defenseman bringing it up. You could have dry side awaiting as a potential quick chip pass. And then if the drop pass goes, have Kane in motion partially as a decoy. But also, if Connor meets any sort of resistance, chip it in, and you got fucking Evander Kane going. Yeah, right. I, you got to do something different because I just I find myself screaming at the TV because it's actually, just lazy. They're doing the same thing over and over again. I like your idea, but I would, instead of Kane, I would flip it with Hyman. Sure, because sure. he is a dog on a boat when it comes. But on to the far him. side of the ice too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming up the right, have him on the far left. Yeah. And this way you can, and you don't dump it all the way in either. You dump it into yeah. like the hash marks on the on the on the sidewall. Well, that's what I was going to say too. You could just have two guys in motion and have a guy bombing it from the red line onto one of those sides. And then you got a McDavid or a dry side going in on that side. See, I don't like to bomb you. I like that little chip thing that yeah. kind of, you kind of get, get the puck wobbling them. a little bit yeah. harder behind, for the other demon behind that with. defenseman. Yeah. But anyways, we're solving the power play here. You're welcome. Jay Woodcroft. Give us a call. Yeah. yeah I mean, our numbers are available. You can tweet at me. Mm-hmm. DMs just, are open. Just uh, uh, email them a, a, a copy of this. Too. But it's just, yeah. it's just beyond frustrating Super when frustrating. you watch like them do the night, same shit. Last night was a game where, yeah, it went to overtime, but man, just the power play could have ended it in the first Done. period. Yep. But they didn't. Yes. They got one. You celebrate it. Should have got two. Huzzah. But man, that was a game when you needed more than one. One. And the PK is also struggling as well. Well, and as bad as the power play has been, that kind of bad power play kills your momentum. And we keep seeing that too. This team just, you know, you you get excited for a power play, especially because our power play has been so lethal. Now it's killing it the other way. Other thing that happened last night, give a shout out, a quick shout out to Cody Cece. Played at a 600th NHL game. Good for you, sir. Uh, Tyson Berry, though, he did leave in the second period, I believe, with an upper body injury. He's going to be out for the next little while. The team has since recalled Philip Broberg. So Philip Broberg is the Grandpa Simpson, Jeff, in and out. Bakersfield. Thoughts on Barry being out, Tyler? They don't have a lot of depth on the right side, and that's mm-hmm. a concern, right? So now so what do you, do? you have to flip someone over. So who are you more, most confident flipping over? Keith. Okay, but you move Keith over, and now your left side is William Lagason oh, or Marcus Niemelainen playing top yeah, four minutes. He's playing with Bouchard. Right I think now. you yeah, flipped the Cowboy. Move. He's not healthy. He's not ready to play. Mm. So yeah, that's why I'm a little surprised Cuckoo wasn't brought up. Yeah, that's fair. Lagason? Fuck me. Guy can barely play the left side. But can it get much worse then? Nah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's I, the ticket. I mean, you, you don't want to move Nimalina because you want him there. Yeah. And I think because they you'd rather have up. Broberg probably play on his side too. Yeah, or you're going to have CC and Nurse play 30 minutes. <laughs> or sorry, CC and Bouchard play 30 minutes each. Might as well. Yeah, that's right. That's bad. That's not a good plan. That's not a great. bad plan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've heard the Canadians aren't very good though. No, they're not. Although they beat fucking Calgary yesterday. So yeah, they well, they've, and they've played themselves out Calgary's of the, terrible. Out of the bottom of the five league. and one in their last six. Yeah, Marty St. Louis seems to have them kind of turning things around a little the, bit. The good thing with an Oilers Habs matchup, and I think it's the one, five o'clock. Well, yeah, great time. <laughs> it's the first time they're going to be in front of, in, inside of a full building again, no? Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to go nuts. That'll be good, slash also annoying just for me because I hate when our building is half filled with Habs fans. Oh, it yeah, annoys me. Suck. Profit. Oh, I get it why you sell those tickets, but it's still annoying. Yep, I help, I help my, get the fuck out of here. I help my dad sell his tickets just like every year. He wants his season ticket games for the Leafs and Habs gone because he wants to cash in. Um, Makes sense. I, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, you know. But 
So what? How do you? How did the Oilers beat the Canadians on Saturday? Well, their goaltending's bad. That's what. That's what I was going to get at. Play like, their game. Player game and the goal. Like you look back at that Jets Habs matchup. The Jets did not have Connor Hellebuck at his best. No. And the Habs do know how to push the pace offensively as well. They work hard. I'm fully expecting a track meet of a hockey game. Pound the over, which probably means the game's going to be three one. Yeah. Don't take Tyler's bets these days. No. Do not. Don't even think about it. Anyways, yeah, I think not. it'll be a track meet. I think it'll be high scoring. And if the Oilers, like I just saw Andrew Hammond, who's probably one of the bigger reasons why Montreal's been winning these games. He's on IR. He's out. So you're going to get either that's unlucky. You're either going to get Caden Primo or Sam Montembeau. Like you can torch these guys. Their goalies are terrible. So shoot, shoot, shoot. shoot. So I think we that's the lesson is the shoot from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, we just like Chicago did yesterday. How many times was Chicago throwing pucks on net from like the bottom of the circle? Can you blame them with our goalies right well, now? Right. Like, yeah. so do that to Montreal, yeah. shoot fucking everything and but get bodies in front. I was going to say, if you're going to do that though, you have to be creating chaos in the crease because the game against Philly Perfect example was Kaylor Yamamoto's goal where he got greasy and pumped one in in the crease. The Oilers don't do that nearly enough. So if you're going to shoot from everywhere, I like it. I want to watch it, but create some chaos. That's all. Right? Of course. Next up, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Buster's Pizza. It is time for Ask the Idiots. What are we pointing at? Squirrels. Two squirrels. I love squirrels. Just chasing them up the branches. It's funny to watch them run through the snowy trees. Yeah, it's impressive. Here they go again. Oh, this yeah. is some good is radio. They squirrels are cool. I want to mark these guys though. Like one blue, one red and race. I like how squirrels have convinced us all because they have a bushy tail and a cute face that they're not very rat-like, but that's just another conversation <laughs> for another day. Uh, Buster's Pizza. They've got a location near you. I promise it's Friday, Friday afternoon. You don't want to cook. You've worked enough this week. Check out busterspizza.ca for a location near you. Get yourself some za or a delicious donair. Got it? Good. As always, the boys have not seen these questions for Ask the Idiots yet. You guys have submitted them to me over the last seven days. I've tried to compile as many of them as I can. Got a lot this week, so if I did not get to you this week, I apologize, but please keep sending those in. I will try to sneak you in as quickly as possible. First question, I'm going to move this one down to the end. I didn't even order these properly. All right, Dan, you're right beside me. Yes. What Oilers prospect do you have the highest hopes for that is not in the NHL right now? Oh, sorry. Not in the NHL or AHL right now. So we're talking about like a junior level prospect. This is making me go back to my old days. Um, I, is he still a property of ours? I've like, well, my first answer was going to be Lavoie, but then you said no AHL. So I like, I guess. Petrov, because I've seen the most of him. Matej Petrov. Matvey Petrov. Yeah, Matvey he's, having Petrov great, he's having a great season. Uh, sorry, OHL, 30 goals, 42 assists, 72 points in 48 games. Rick, do you have a prospect that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Well, I think there's like three that aren't in the, aren't right now. Um, so I'll just take the second one and I'll go with uh, Carter Savoy. Yep. Uh, he's doing, he's doing nice little things over in, uh, in college right now. He's been doing it for what, two seasons now. Yep. Um, Snuck him at pick 100, I think it was. Tyler. Pick 100 yeah. of the 2020 draft. Yeah. So I think that's just another one of these little uh, late, later round picks that are going to uh, really pay off for us. 30 games played with the University of Denver. He's got 18 goals and 18 assists for 36 points. Tyler Remchuk, you got a prospect that you are keeping an eye on. Yeah. Dauber Hockey does the NHL equivalency calculator. So I'm plugging in Savoy's points. This year alone, he had an NHL equivalency of a 43 point NHL campaign over 82 nice. games. Who's the other? I saw that 
a yeah, tweet the other day. Who's one. the first one? There was somebody. Tulio, like, isn't it? No, there was a name I didn't recognize. Yeah, there's a there's another Oilers prospect that is from the same from the same draft with an HLE that was higher than everybody else. Uh, and it's like it's it's the highest out of the entire draft. Yeah, they were like we could have like four picks. So the Oilers took Holloway first that year. Um, Savoy, Tulio, Maxime Berzakin, or Berzakin. I think it's Tulio. No, 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 it's Berzakin. Oh, okay. Um, Berzakin this year. No, that wouldn't be it. He only has two points in the cage. Oh. Whoa. Um, Tulio, I know, is having just a monster month. I think it might be Tulio that, that they were referencing. Tulio this year with Oshawa has 69 points in nice. 49 games, nice. which is an NHL E of 400 points. 69 points in 49 games, 37 point NHL E. Maybe it wasn't him then. I, I know what tweet we're talking about, too. <laughs> We're all, we're all just trying it to, it was remember. not a North American test style name. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, either way, Savoy's my answer. I mean, this guy, 18 goals in 30 games at the university of Denver this year. Um, I watched him a lot back in the AJHL as well. He knows how to just absolutely rip the puck. This guy finished top 10 in points in, uh, in college this year. And if you go by goals as well, he finished in a tie for sixth. You look at some of the guys he's around too. Like, I mean, he, he had more goals than Maddie Beneers this season. Matty Beniers went second overall to Seattle last season. I just, Savoy's the answer. I think he's, I, I wouldn't so he got stuck. the boots to get it done. I think, no, I wouldn't say he has the boots to get it done, but he, he knows how to get to the right areas to score. He's got that natural goal scoring ability. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, what's exciting about him. Cause you think about what the Oilers could probably use in a couple of years. And it's that my answer just to be a little bit different. I was going to say Matt Petrov as well. Uh, I'm going to go with our boy Xavier Borgo. <sighs> I know the Q is a high scoring league, generally speaking, but 22 goals in 25 games. I, I thought, like that. I thought you were going to go Bogdan Yakimov. Of course, there's time, baby. I believe he's still within our 50 contracts. Alexei Mikanov is going to come over here and he's going to shine. So I'm going to say Alec- uh, Xavier Borgo. I'm excited to see what he does. Mm. Tyler, I'm starting down with you. Question number two, ask the idiots. What would you think about regular season games being worth three points where the regulation win gets you three, win an OT, you get two, the loser gets one. Seems like it would take away some of the power of the loser point. Yeah, I don't know why the NHL doesn't do it. I know there's a lot of talk. They're like, oh, it's too complicated. And it's like, no, it's really not. It's like, not. this is what, is that not what European soccer uses, right? Like a three, two, one system? Yeah, something or whatever. They have, they have it. It's a three for a win Two one for a win, I think, in one for, one for a draw. Yeah, one for zero. one for draw for three, both teams. Zero. Either way, yeah. Like the NHL needs to get on this three two one thing. It's ridiculous how a team like Anaheim nine OT losses. Even go back to last year with Montreal and how yeah. they made the playoffs. Like that was terrible. The yeah. fact that they got in and they went 24, 21 and eleven. They lost way more games than they won. What like, they do in the playoffs though? They went all the way to the cup final. Yeah, which is why it's a joke. Like no, they but barely but qualified. But it, but they it, shouldn't have gotten in. Yeah, like, but it would. Be, I would have said it's a joke if they got, if they if they made it and got like swept in the first round in four. <laughs> you know, at least they they got there and then they they went all the way, and they swept some teams along the way too. Yeah, look at like uh, look at the comparison between Washington and Washington and Columbus in the Eastern Conference. Columbus has twenty eight wins in fifty four games. Washington has twenty nine wins in fifty six games. And Columbus is 10 points back of them because Washington has nine OT losses. Okay, but devil's advocate, the very meaning of getting the loser point is that you had your so game. I can play that, Jeff. Yes. And so that you had a game that was minutes. good enough to, yep. to be tied for the entire game. Yep. Regulation, 60 minutes. So, so why is it a bad thing to have a loser point? 
Which is why you should go to three, two, one because it'll reward go. teams. I was just going to try and track you in there and be mad about it. It's not a loser point though. Everybody well, but calls it, is in it the a sense that you point. lost. Yeah, but you didn't. You got. You didn't get the point after the loss. You got the point after the end of sixty minutes. Yeah, but it's like the whole. It's like the whole rouge. It's, the, it's, it's the like kicking the ball. It's like the. Thing. It's like the. It's like kicking the ball. You know, missing the field goal, but it goes through the end zone. See your point. You didn't get a person. They 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 kneel it in the end zone. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. you didn't, you did not get a, a point for missing. They got dinged for not running the ball out. It's all how you look at it. Yeah, that's fair, but I, I still call I, it, a but it's point. got, I, would you be against three, two, one? I'm trying to figure it out as a purist. I don't like the change. So there's, there's, I'm against change being an old man. Um, <laughs> but when you bring up, when you bring up examples like that with the, with the, with the scoreboards and everything like that, they're what it's about, tough to argue it. Kay. What about if you lose in regulation, you lose a single point. So no if, losing points. If you were to go to the three, two, one system, that's like we a, got more URM check math. Coming I, know, up I was going to try and like, while you do that, I was like, Avery keeps talking about abolishing uh, offside for hockey. Yeah. He just wants free flow and offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming Cherry he's going to, yeah, I assume he's going to say there's probably very little of that going on, but it, it'll eliminate like uh, the Fogel offside for the Connor goal. I, it was relatively meaningless. You know what this fucking, it, it's all Matt Deshane's fault. I know really it is. No, technically it's that stupid linesman who called it. Yes. Matt Deshane was five feet offside. And somehow least. that goal still counted. It, it was, At the end of the day, it's really our fault for expecting other humans. We put us, we put some oh, stripes on them and we expect them to be able to monitor five guys going across the they line. They can't drop the puck at one try. I, I totally agree. We need robots. That's my answer. We need AI and robots. Uh, back to the question though, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm hoping you, Tyler's doing some math over here. Which yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can still answer three, I, two, one. He needs Dan, another piece of paper right away. He said, yep. I think that, space. I think that there has to be a better solution. I don't like, I'm with Rick on the sense that like, you're going to have teams that miss the playoffs with 101 points or something silly like that. Right. Like it could happen in a, in a mark where you, where you're adding that many points, but so that, so that bothers me from a purist standpoint, but we can't continue on the way that we have. And that's not a reason to not fix your game or not change the point system. So, and now I'm going to let Tyler, your Chuck, take it away with some math. I just want to answer before you get to your math. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yes to the three points for a regulation win or just give people points for a tie again. I don't want ties though. You need a winner. What about, okay. Especially in the betting world, you need a winner. Oh, you know what? The first thing I I do is well, I make, a, I make a 10 minute overtime first. Yeah, yeah. I would take that out. I would just ten get rid of the shootout. Three. 10 Shit, minute three go, on three. You can go endless three on three. Continuous for all I three care. on three because, because the risk there is, is so minute compared to a regular season, like to a, to the five on five game. Right. Because that causes your team to have to be deeper. That's all it is. Dude, well, you I would deep, you love imagine to going see, deep enough. That's, <laughs> that's, so that's what I mean. That's what I would love to see a 10 minute three on three where all of a sudden you're like fucking Dustin shores out there or Devin shores out there. What's going on? <laughs> or Dustin Shore. It, or an Edmonton puts out a McDavid four times and then they get exposed on the fourth time. That's the gamble that you should have called take. that timeout. Yeah. Yep. So I, I shout out to Woody for call, using his timeout. So by the way, <laughs> Tyler is still doing math, by the way. That's why, we're, that's why we're, <laughs> I, was, well, I was like, man, how long do we have to talk about this for? Oh, <laughs> one sec. I'm almost like done though. Tyler, your blind picks at okay. the button save and bang on. What do you think of my hoodwink, bamboozle, <laughs> let astray, run amok and flat out deceive. The other day I had the idea of if a goal scoring chance, an obvious goal scoring chance gets taken away, whether it's a breakaway or not, you get a penalty shot. No. 
like a basketball (laughs) idea, right? Like a free throw versus a penalty shot kind of idea. And then you get rid of the damn shootout because then it's not necessary. No, you have way too many. um, No, because the penalty shots are fun. For whom? (laughs) (laughs) Have you watched them? I think it's, I think it's exciting enough. Does your heart not stop the whole time? Do you not blink and not the whole time? Yes. Well, part of that is fun. But but see, that's the thing. People like the shootout. They say. People say that they like the shootout. I I haven't met many. But wouldn't people, that mean but, like Duncan Key's hook last night would have turned yes, into a shootout? Yes. Oh, good lord! Penal- that should no, not a penalty be a shot. A single penalty. Whatever. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Penalty. So shot. Right, Tyler, if they went to a three-two-one system, and <laughs> I may be wrong, I did the math twice. So you can see one <laughs> one column for anyone watching on YouTube. One column is scratched out. Uh, right now, the standings are Calgary seventy-one points, LA sixty-five, Edmonton Vegas sixty-four. If they went three-two-one. It would be Calgary 99, LA and Edmonton tied at 89, Vegas at 88, I think. So not that much different, but what I said is true, that somebody from the playoffs would miss with like 101. That means Calgary just running away with more. I say do it because then you have old men like Rick trying to figure out the math. Oh, on setting records magic. that the 180 young, point season. Yeah, that was going to say the young guy over here couldn't get it done. <laughs> well, and we have a hard enough time trying to figure out magic numbers in this office. Could well, you imagine yeah, trying yeah. to figure Wait that out? Wait till we get to magic number season. Good Lord. What is the Oilers magic number right now? They just need to win all 26. 27. Win all of them. Guaranteed playoffs that way. I think they were saying, I think uh, Reed was saying it was like 95 points is kind of like safe zone. So if, if, yeah, if you need to get to 95, let's even, let's say 96 gets you in. The Oilers would need to pick up 32 points down the stretch here. So you, what, 18 16 wins, wins, 16 wins out of your final. Man, we're great at math. <laughs> 16 wins out of your final 27. So you got to go 16, 13. Wait, no, 16 and 11. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need, they're going to end no, up, that's they're no, going to end up closer to 20 wins in this. So it's not going to, we're going to look back and go, okay. What's the schedule this? like? Have you looked at the rest of the schedule? Well, so the next every, week is every, not fun. Every second. Day. It kind of goes like that though, where it's like not fun, fun. Um, so you get Montreal Saturday and then next Gotta week win Montreal, Calgary, Washington, Tampa, Washington's in the shitter. They have boys get fired months. up for Calgary to be fair. Which I yeah. saw with it. Yeah. Like let's go. So you get Calgary, Washington, Tampa. You're on a five-game homestand starting in Washington Navies. as well. Week after, on home ice, Detroit, Buffalo, Jersey. You have all. Th- you need all three of those again. You need to go four and one on that homestand. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And then the week after, you go Colorado, Dallas, back-to-back on the road. Then That's San right. Jose at home, then out to Calgary again on a Saturday night. That's a tough stretch. That's a tough stretch. But then the week after, you get Arizona at home. You get LA at home. Massive game. St. Louis at home. Look, we've been doing very well against our own division. We have, and that's saving us. Probably part of the reason why the Oilers still are in the mix and still have a shot at second in the division is because they've dominated the Pacific. Question number three, ask the idiots. Rick, I'm starting with you because this one's going to hurt you. Okay. Oh, dear God. It's a Flames Leafs Stanley Cup final. Is hockey even a thing anymore? Has hell frozen over? What do you do as a hockey fan? Uh, I bet on the Leafs to win. I was going to say seven (laughs) games. That's probably what, 14, 15, 16, 17 days. I think a nice European road trip at that time would be be okay. And get down to Mexico for a little. Yeah. 17 days in Mexico might be a little bit much. Yeah, good point. I may have to go, you know, backpacking somewhere. Yeah. Nice road trip. Yeah. You get a train pass. Something like that. Oh, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll go find something to do. Tyler, you got a Leafs flames Stanley cup final. What's the play? Yeah, I mean, just I'd I'd watch it still. I'd probably just bet on it a lot. I think I'd be rooting for the Leafs, though. Would you? Yeah. Like the media coverage is already going to be nauseating. 
yeah. because it's the Leafs in the cup final. Whether they win or lose, the coverage is going to be insane. So just don't let Calgary win. Dan. I have a musical answer for you, Bag Milk. Go ahead. It's from like one of my this. favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes, to stop these monsters, one, two, three, here's a fresh w- new way that's trouble-free. It's got the Paul Anka's guarantee. <laughs> just don't look. Just don't look. I would not watch that. Oh, for a, thanks for a second. I think some people were singing along with me. So tough for you guys. I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Yeah, but your yeah, job, but I have job to, requires right. you to be at My least job is in to depth. Cover the yeah, you guys. I, are, I would have to watch for fights. So yeah, I'd have, have to. They would fight in a Stanley. I probably wouldn't watch the games. Just check the box score afterwards. Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd be aware everything. of what's happening, but I wouldn't watch the games. It would just it would hurt good. too much. It'd be a good series. It would be a good series, but that's why again I don't want to watch it. Tyler, you're a hockey fan first, Everything right? would be terrible. Uh, eh, Are you an Oilers fan? That one might push him. No, I don't know. That one would test him. Everybody else, I think, here considers just, themselves just, an Oilers fan Just first. considering the fact, like, your Twitter would be, like, not safe for anyone's mental health. Like, the amount of people from both sides would be absolutely yeah. tearing you up. There would yeah, be a I just, civil like, war. That is a, that's a two-week period that you stay away from Twitter. The only yeah. thing going out on Bag Milk's account is the automated tweets that go out when my articles post. You remember when, uh, was it 06, when the boys out there were like in fi- the Philippines? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they came, yeah, that would yeah. be me. I'd be heading the hell out of here. I'd be that, gone and for I two think weeks, that's no the, I could do my job from the road. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe that's when I rent a camper van and I drive up to the Yukon or something and just me and the little homie, me and Frank, not Sarah yeah. Valley, uh, we just drive and cruise. <laughs> Sarah Valley might want to come too. You, just, you already said he can't come? Yeah, I mean, like, well, actually, you know what? As me and Frank, it. could you imagine me and Frank on a road trip up you to Frank the and Frank? Yeah. Me and two Franks? Yeah. Oh. Between, between two, two Franks, Franks? That's a show. That'd be a great one, yeah. I'm going to pitch that to him as soon as I get off this podcast. <laughs> Live broadcast from the dashboard. Frank in one seat, Frank in the other seat. You should probably just text him while you're on. Okay. Right. Question number four. Dan, I'm going to start with you. You're right beside me. Is this the most pressure to make the playoffs that you felt as an Oilers fan with a, what, 20% of the season left to go? 15, something like that? Most pressure? No. This team, I think, especially in McDavid's years, has had probably even more pressure than it has now. Um, But I think that this, I, I don't know. It's a tough question because... Because it is like this is the best group of as all of my co-hosts are on their phone at the exact same time, probably talking about my answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just I don't know. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel that much pressure. I don't know. I, I understand where you're coming from, and I'm a yes and a no type of thing. Is one when you really look at it, I can see where you're coming from. Anybody want to say that? But two, I have that stupid expectation every year that we're going to go that we're mm-hmm. going to be in the playoffs. I think, regardless of who's on the team and whatever, I always expect almost the same thing. Um, but I don't feel that right now. Like, I don't feel nervous right now. It was like playing um, the Philly game. We were given up all sorts of shots all over the place, mm-hmm. but never once did I feel like I was, I was worried about the goaltending or I was worried about winning that game. I just, I, it, it was what it was. And I just assumed you're going to win Tyler. Yeah, I, I am just because, you know, Vegas is in the mix right now and you know, they're a very good hockey team. They're going to get healthy at some point. L.A. is getting the goaltending. You know, they're going to be hanging around for a little bit here. Um, and then you go to the other division and it's like, yeah, Dallas very well could could keep playing good. You know, who knows what Winnipeg's capable of doing over a 10 game run if they get stupid hot with Connor Hellebuck. And I just kind of look around and I just it's going to be a really, really tight playoff race. And 
there are no guarantees that the Oilers will be the better team out of this group. Mm. If I had to put money on it, I would say they are. I, I think they're better than, than LA. I think, you know, Edmonton's going to slowly start to get healthy just as well as Vegas could. Vegas's goaltending could be a question mark, according to Dr. Frank Saravalli. Love that doctor. So I have you not seen that clip? No, I have not. So, so good. Robin Leonard got asked in a postgame press conference if he's taking extra care of his body right. with the reports that he's injured. Frank right. Cervalli's reported his torn labrum. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in the press conference, Robin Leonard just goes, I don't know, go ask my doctor, Frank Cervalli. <sighs> like, and then he I follows like it up like two that. minutes later and was like, Frank Cervalli would know he's my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, pretty good. Um, but so anyways, there's so no guarantees with the Oilers. There's pissy answers coming from all 32 teams. We're all pissy. Um, but yeah, I just, there's no guarantees. And I worry about one, I I feel sick having to go through an entire off season of talking about this team after they missed the playoffs. How do you even begin to drum up hope at that point? Because they have no money to spend in the off season. I know hope will never die, Rick. But they have no money to spend in the offseason. This is clearly the best team Ken Holland was capable of putting together, considering how much money he had last (laughs) offseason. And if this team misses the playoffs, how do you remain optimistic heading into next year? You just can't. They need to make the playoffs this year and show that they're good enough. You haven't met one, have you? I'd like to change my answer. Tyler has made me super depressed about my life. I think this is the worst season ever. I'm going to say that I'm with Tyler in the sense that this is the most pressure I've felt just as a fan for the team to make the playoffs because we're talking about the seventh year of Connor McDavid's career. But don't you feel like the the odds of us making the playoffs right now are higher and therefore sure. it kind of like takes away some well, of like that? That doesn't know. The stress is just there. It's just like, I believe they'll get the job done. We've got the best two players on the planet, but ultimately we're still on the bubble right now in year seven. And that drives me crazy. When I'm reminded of that fact, yeah, right. that's when it gets really exasperated. I think but, like, you were nervous back when so, like, Kemsky had to score that goal against Vancouver back yeah. in 06. You know but I, mean? I guess the question too was at this point in the season, right? The 20% yeah. mark. Well, and I still, I still, I still think that we are a team outside of that two and 12 run or whatever that is. The uh, folks at moneypuck.com who are pretty good at this stuff. Uh, well, they got us at, they got the Oilers at 76.4%. That's my lucky number. Which it's actually interesting that they have the Oilers at 76.4%. Um, 76.6. Sorry, 76.6%. Uh, that's lower than they have LA at 91 and Vegas at 80. So they have Edmonton. I assume that means Edmonton. How many one teams, of the two how many teams in, in the West here are over 50%? Uh, Colorado, <laughs> Calgary, Mini, St. Louis, LA, Vegas, Edmonton is seventh. And then Dallas, Nashville are right behind them. So we've got what? So there's eight teams. teams yeah, eight teams over, and then yeah. So Dallas okay. is 64, yeah. and then Nashville's 47. So there's a gap right there. They factor in. They factor in multiple things, so it's not just Strength one schedule. Well, I just wanted that, to see yeah. if there's like yes. 11 Western teams. Yeah, 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 everybody's yeah. making the show over 50. percent I was like, wait a second. But that's also kind of. I think when you look at that list, you say that the ones that are positive are the ones that are the buyers, and then yep. sellers are below, right? That's kind of giving you that general idea. Their most likely landing spot for the Oilers is third in the Pacific. So at that point, you'd be playing either Vegas or LA. I'd bring be it perfectly on. okay playing I bring in LA. It, bring me on. LA. I don't like. I don't even pay attention to any of that shit. Just get in. Yeah, get into the dance. Get baby. in. No one thought the Habs were going to beat the Leafs last year. Nobody thought the Oilers were going to beat the Red Wings in 2006 in the first round, and I was there when it happened. This I is gonna, watched this is gonna hurt, This is going to hurt, but nobody thought the Jets were going to beat the Oilers last year. Yeah, I, myself specifically. Did. There was a tweet that I did from the Oilers Nation <laughs> account that did not age well. <laughs> oh, that's Maybe being underdogs would be good for this Oilers team. 2006, I don't, there's nothing baby, wrong with being an underdog. What a 
summer that was. It was. Last question. Ask the ideas for our friends at busterspizza.ca. Tyler, would you rather lose a baby toe or an eyebrow? <laughs> baby toe. You're only allowed to have one eyebrow, by the way. Like it'll never grow back. That's right. Yeah. Baby toe all the way. I care way too much about my looks. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> what? We're talking about an appendage versus hair. Yeah, but, yeah, you, but no. you can never have one eyebrow. I would get rid of both of them <laughs> to, to make it even. It's not. That's, that's a tough one. To I'm not though. losing a toe. What toe did Waz lose? It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he lost his baby he toe. He still plays that's soccer balance. stuff. He's fine. That's, it's balance within Ask shoes. Him. Ask him. Yeah, we got Waz. You lost your baby toe? Are you fine? Waz, come in here for a sec real quick. <laughs> Waz, we need you real quick. So yeah. we've got Waz coming in. He can answer this question. Yeah, no position of Tyler strength. Has this, we'll let, this we'll let the rest is... of the staff know afterwards. They're all looking at us like, what <laughs> no just ideas. happened? So Waz, the question for Ask the Idiots this week is, would you rather lose a baby toe or never be able to grow one of your eyebrows? So you have to roll one eyebrow. So As, like basically the question for you is you could get your baby <laughs> toe back, but it costs you an eyebrow. Uh, probably lose my baby toe. Oh my yeah. right. Yeah. You can wow. learn. You, you function. You're a yeah. function adult. Yeah. You can build. I, I mean, right I just finished a soccer this season. This is my so. final episode of Oilers <laughs> Nation Radio. I'm so there you go. Waz's answer <laughs> is. Thanks, Waz. <laughs> Waz, when you stand up without shoes on, do you find it harder to stand? Uh, sorry, what was the question again? When you stand up without shoes on, do you find it harder to stand? No, not really. Well, I got it's, used to it. You just kind of like yeah. have learned to I mean, balance? at first I had balance issues, but now I'm good. See, Go I don't even want those though, Was oh. I admire you for what you went through. <laughs> I, that's, I admire you so much that I'm going with the eyebrow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to tape my big toe I mean, over the next toe and see what happens. There you go. Let's do it. I yeah, think I mean, <laughs> if you lose, like I'm feeling right now and I'm like, I'm also, yeah, the big toe is a something like Waz little just said, toe, I don't think that thing's doing much. Waz just finished a soccer season. Yeah. He has got two eyebrows. I think that's good living. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Shoes equalize that one for sure. So but man, let us know if I'm wrong. I want to hear. So Dan, you just were told. So the, Dan's going. Dan, by the way, is going no eyebrows. Out. I can't. Yeah, I, I would. I would shape both just to keep it unilateral. <laughs> but I that's mean, a tough look to yeah. have. Though, no eyebrows. Yeah, that's how do you show expression, rough, man? Are, do do are we committed to our bits on this show? Okay, yes. you guys cut off your toe, <laughs> and I'll shave my eyebrow. I told you, I'm just going to tape it up. Thank you, Waz. That was Thanks, that Waz. was very nice. You can <laughs> tell everybody else answer. what we just what nonsense we're answering in here. This is uh, Rick, you're up next. Would you rather lose a toe or be able unable to grow one of your eyebrows? Take the toe. <laughs> what is going on? It's a toe, it's a little toe, man. I don't think it does much. I've got thick eyebrows too, so I'm gonna go also with the toe. My, I would just look absurd with one my, eyebrow. Your little toe is the William Legison of your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Wave it. What is your eyebrow then? And it's right. like part of my vibe. That is part of your vibe. Yeah, man. Keep sweat out of your eyes. Yeah, man. I I can think- you imagine Dan? Hot summer day. Yes. You're driving through the city. Wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hot. You're sweating. All of a sudden you're going and you're like, oh, I got to make a left turn. Just as you do, a bead of sweat falls into your eye. Oh, you yeah. can't see. You swerve. You hit a dog. Alternative, <laughs> oh, no. alternative here. You go to you go to push the brake pedal and yeah. your toe that is missing, miss it slips and it misses the pedal and you run you're into where, something. You don't dead. drive in bare feet. You don't drive barefoot? I think my scenario who's is more pushing realistic. The, who's pushing their pedals with the outside of their yeah, foot? Your foot slipped one. off. Your foot yeah. slipped off. And my your foot toe slips off anyway sometimes. That's an aggressive kick of your yeah. slipping off like that. <laughs> Anyways, so Dan would rather kill a dog than lose yes. his toe. That's fair. <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> this is a, turned out to be a hell of a question. Yep. There you go. Right. I also want to know from you, if you're listening to this, are you losing one 
baby toe. You can even pick which foot. Yeah. Or your left. are you unable to grow one of your eyebrows? I think, you know what we should do from now on bag milk. I know you've been doing a randomizer thing, but I think we should do a vote and we should give it to the person that asked the most entertaining question. All right. We can do that to this today. Just who's, because I think we should encourage people to give wins. us that kind of stuff. Who's got your vote? I like the toe. I, the, I, the toe, one the toe is good. And I think we should encourage people to, to, to get a little bit more creative with the okay. questions. Although I do like nerdy Oilers questions yeah, too. Are so good too. mix. Yep. I will I like last that. week that one about if you could ask anyone in the yes. organization one question, that was a great question. Yep. Yeah, that was. Well, I'm also going to vote for the toe then. So shout out to Scott, your question. It won't hey, always go down like that. Hey, you think he's it got all his toes? Yeah. Always go down. Or, well, his, or his eyebrows? Question. That's an interesting <laughs> question. Yeah. You guys are I want to know if someone's out there without an eyebrow is like, no, honestly, I'd rather do this than the toe. Yeah. I yes. just think I would like them. I will or... invite them to sit here and, and debate was explain yourself. Yeah. Sit here and de- debate was, you no, got I, just, I just think having one eyebrow is a tough look. It's a real tough look. Yeah. Segment sponsored by Buster pizza. Ask the idiot. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> All right. Dan, I can see you have no eyebrows though. Yeah. You have no expression though. in your I, eyebrow I very expressionless. Yeah, you, you have, and you don't have like super thick eyebrows. Either. My ball cap comes down, usually covers yeah, them. Covers them. Yeah. No, I can see it. Or you can just milk about those, what, about those, what about those yeah, wedding photos? I've done, well, I mean, you saw my wedding photos. They're That's what I mean. But like, now you'd be like, oh, you'd, I, have, you'd, you'd have 10 toes, but now I you'd wore, only have one I wore eyebrow. a yeah. vest and a, a, like a mailman's cap after my wedding. I so. think yeah, you're good. the opportunity to draw on cool eyebrows would be nice. Yeah. I think that's got illegal. I don't think that's part of the question. I think it's yeah. probably like, if I, you had to, you if you had to ask Scott, Scott's like, no, <laughs> Wait, that you're was telling me not, I can't draw a toe on my foot, Rick. You can draw it on all you want. It's not going to help you. It's not going to do anything for you. I want to draw it by the way. <laughs> I want a fake toe. Just make a little Let's one out of uh, paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. For our friends at Cornerstone <laughs> Insurance. I moved them down to hot coal performers for 90 years and four generations. Our friend at Cornerstone insurance have got all the insurance products you could ever hope for in terms of covering your life. Whether we're talking about auto residential commercial life insurance, they've got it all for you. Cornerstoneins.ca. left-hand side of the screen. There's a button that says citizens of the nation. Click on that baby. Get yourself a discount. Tyler. Yep. Get your buttons ready. They're ready. <laughs> Starting off with our cornerstone insurance, coal performers of the week. Finishing off with a little bit of negatives, a little bit of positives. Tyler, you're at your own board. Yep. Your cornerstone cold performer of the week. The collective group of people who own major league baseball teams. If you don't like the sport and you don't want to see it happen, sell your teams to people who do. Jeff Passan, ESPN national reporter, put it beautifully. If you were to take the current group of MLB players and replace them with the next best, like 1500 athletes or baseball players in the world, Yikes. the product would suffer. If you replace the current 30 owners with 30 random business people, the product would get better. MLB owners, you get my cold performer. You're as cold as ice. Real quick, what's going on with baseball? Uh, Not a lot. (laughs) They (laughs) are the, uh, sorry, MLB has locked out the players. They locked them out for a while now. Uh, they negotiated, apparently got real close to a deal, but then the owner said, oh, no, the players, they they changed their tune and, and we couldn't get a deal done. So the first two series of the seasons, like five, six games have been canceled in baseball. And uh, so that takes us to what? Like in terms of months? Are like we a weekend, May? a weekend. Okay. First week of the season's basically been wiped off and they're not really talking much right now. So it's not looking good. I Owners hate are that scummy. shit where they're just like, oh, we're not going to talk as if they don't both want to play. But here's the thing. I don't think the owners, I, I don't think the owners give a shit. Nope. I think they're so Maybe. focused on keeping the pay down for players that they will 
gladly sacrifice a year because they have the bullet of expansion, which is the amazing considering some of the deals that just got handed out in baseball free agency. But that's, that's the part the players are unhappy about, right? Is you got this upper echelon of guys making 30, 40 mil a year and there's a small group and everyone else just makes pennies. You don't get to actually earn professional athlete good money until you're like 28 years old. It's nuts. What's a bench player making in MLB? Like just average. They have the lowest minimum salary of all four sports. Dude. And it what's, depends on what league you're in. Yeah. What's Vladdy going to make this year? Vladdy Guerrero will make less than William Lagason. Yeah. That's the type Get of stuff. Out. That's the type of stuff they're, they're arguing about. Get out. Cause yeah. there's no room for like bonuses and shit either. Like an entry level player in the NHL can get bonuses to click, 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 three yeah, mil, yeah, right? Yeah. Games played all that shit. Yeah. There's not that Vladdy Guerrero and Boba Shat make like 550 K. Well, and baseball. <laughs> and now I know, I know Vladdy's a <laughs> different know, fuck out of here. I know how much is Rogers, how much is MLB making off yeah. those two guys? Well, and I know Vladdy's a different case just because he is a superstar and mm-hmm. he's still in his entry level. But, but like, um, <laughs> MLB is the key is, is the king of, keeping guys down yep. to keep their contract numbers normal, like holding them Vladdy. back until Vladdy. They, they don't- so, they, so MLB, the owners, one of their proposals was, all right, you're mad about us suppressing uh, service time and keeping star players in the minors that they can't earn big contracts for another year. They, they go, whoever wins rookie of the year, they, they can get more money. And it's like, so you're like admitting you're openly keeping yeah. guys down yeah. to save and you're going to give and two it's of the players. Guy. Yeah. One player in each league. Like yeah, it's a fucking joke. Sweet. Uh, Rick, you're next up. Cornerstone cold performer of the week. This is going to go back to last weekend a bit, but it's going to go to everybody who wears the stripes from the, uh, the game where there is two goals that were like offside. Both yeah. had to be challenged to yeah, get the yeah, proper yeah. call. And I think there's a third time there. Yep. Not to mention there was the Connor getting hooked. The arm went up. Then Connor ate a stick. And the ref changes call. And there's just, there's no recourse for this. I know that they probably will, will never find out, but there's no, there's gotta be penalties. There's gotta be like, if you miss something, that's fine. But as something like Connor's thing where there was a call and then you like drop that call and made a different call that needs to, that's a penalty on that referee. Yeah. And I don't know how you exactly you, you police it, but it's, it's, it's everybody in the stripes and then their little union too. Have you ever fought before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You're probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. I think so. <laughs> Isn't that what, uh, what was he? Who was that last night? Yelling from the, no, 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 no. Who was the player? Cooper. That, oh, no, Maroon. No, the, no, the player that got kicked out for like yelling at the ref set. I think he said he wants to kill him. I think it was Patty Maroon. Yeah. It wasn't Maroon or somebody else. So oh, fuck. I don't know that. There yeah. was that other dude from Ottawa that really started screaming out too. I posted on daily stuff last night. It made me laugh. Austin Watson. Yeah. It was Austin Watson. So that's who it was. He was and he was real like, mad at radical Gudis. Uh, dude. I thought I read somewhere that he was rolling at the ref. Uh, all I know uh, is he got a couple of quarters in the swear jar for that one. There was, yeah, there was, uh, the, yeah, you might be right. Actually, now that ref. I think about it, looking at that scrum, yeah. the, the refs were weird in that game. The, if you watch on hockeyfights.com, the Lomberg fight too, they like climbed on top of Lomberg and like cradled him in the middle of the, nice. the fight between him and Josh Brown. <laughs> I bet he Josh felt, Brown? I bet he Noopsie? felt safe. Josh Brown. Wow. Shout out to Noopsie. For, I for said that yesterday. The NHL. There's only ever him. been one Josh Brown in the NHL, and I know like six Josh Browns myself. <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. He played professional. Yeah, I went to high school with a Josh Brown too. There you go. <laughs> wow. And there's only ever been one in the NHL's history. Josh Brown. Weird. That's Nation incredible. Dan, your cornerstone insurance cold performer of the week. This feels like it's unprovoked, but it's also, I think, just a good reminder for Oilers organization in the offseason. Uh, Mike Babcock is going to get my cold performer of the week this week because his Saskatchewan Husties who were favored in their matchup lost in game three of their best of three series to be eliminated. And they blew a lead with 13 minutes left to go in the third. So Mike Babcock, you continue to not surprise 
hockey fans, and I do not want you anywhere near my team. So you're my cold performer of the week. Are you thrilled? I'm not. If you're, if you're wondering if Mike Babcock has changed his ways since going to U sports, I've heard some stories. No, he has not. <laughs> also, I'll be calling uh, the team that beat the Huskies, the University of Calgary Dinos. They're at Claire Drake Arena tonight and Saturday. So I'll be calling those games with Dusties. Nice. We didn't even plan that, Tyler. There you go. Works out. Um, I, I'm just going to keep mine tight. My cornerstone cold performer of the week is just the other special teams. I mean, the power play we talked about at length earlier, really disjointed right now. I know they scored last night, but it's just, they're not the same. They're not the same earlier in the season. If you remember, Tyler was like, they could be a 40% team. Mm-hmm. That seems like forever ago. Yep. And for that, the Oilers special teams, PKPP both get my cornerstone cold performer <laughs> of the week. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Um, just some numbers on that. Cause I have them off the top of my head through two months of the season. The Oilers were first in the NHL and were clear of second place in the league by over 8%. The Oilers were 37.7%. From December 1 onwards, they're 22nd in the league at 19%, almost Rough. half. Saving it for the playoffs. Rough. Uh, Dan, you're up first. Where let's end off the podcast on a positive note. Your cornerstone hop form of the week. I, I struggled to find a good one this week, but I found a show on Amazon and it's called Last One Laughing Canada. Oh, I saw that. That's been If clean. you have a chance to pick that up, it is just so good. It's such good contain, Canadian content. I'm sorry for a cheesy hot performer of the week support Canadian last content. one Canada last one laughing Canada you go get my hot performer of the week it's getting hot in here. Tyler you're up next your cornerstone hot performer of the week I'm gonna go back to the roots of this segment and give it to my boy Zach Hyman he went on a nice run there what five six games in a row where he yeah. found the back of the net and on that Leon Dreisaitl goal he didn't show up on the score sheet but his screen in front was Perfect. beautiful Mwah. chef's kiss on that screen goal doesn't happen without it Zach Hyman you're going to the right areas you're creating cycles you're hard to knock off the puck you four check hard go to the net I like all of those things so you get my hot performer of the week this is why I'm hot I'm hot cause I'm fly you ain't cause you not I like that can we just real quick I'm gonna digress here for a sec if you're picking a goal song which is some of the NHL teams are doing I think Buffalo did that yeah. right and San Jose I think what song are you picking because Mims this, this is why I'm hot, hot. this is I'm my hot pick cause I'm flat you ain't cause you not you score and this comes on everybody's having a good time yeah that'd be, that'd be good that's a, that's an unfair question to ask like Right off now. the top of your head. Yeah. yeah. You need, if there's no way those guys are like, well, just think picking one we'll back for next week. You're yeah. sitting there, you're sitting there and thinking about it for a while. Well, then next week I'm going to put this on the agenda or after we finish off hot and cold performers, I want an answer from everybody. Rick, you're up next. Ah, it's good. It's been, I got two. I got, two. you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, locally here and it goes out to the Edmonton Elks. And uh, how do you say his last name? Victor Quee. Quee. Yeah. Um, great. What he's done so far for that organization is kind of elevated back to where it was when I was a kid growing up. It was just kind of like the best of the best. Everything he's done so far, the, the unveiling of that helmet, the helmet itself, the logo and everything involved right now. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of what's going on right now. It brings back that pride in the city. And uh, I can't wait for this, the CFL season to get started here. Put some respect on my name. Are they getting rid of the antlers? They, they did get rid of the antler helmet. I like the antlers. No, I, I, so I hear there's another helmet out there and it's got like a antler sort of on the back. Oh, okay. I like the antlers. I thought that was a good look. So did I. But the double E was just, you had to get that back. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Uh, my cornerstone hot performer of the week is the Calgary trip. I mentioned earlier, it has been over two years since we've been down to the saddle dome and I cannot wait to try and figure out how to get up those stairs. It is a hike. 
from the main concourse up to the press level where we sit. And I cannot wait to get up there with a bus full of people. So check out OilersNation.com. I posted an article yesterday, which was Thursday. Check out Backside Tours as well. That will be right there on the front page for you under the bus trips. Our trip to Calgary at the end of this month, you should be on it. I've already sold out probably about half the bus. I think Jay was telling me this morning. So this thing is going to sell out. Don't wait. Hot Performer of the Week, our bus trip to Calgary. <laughs> Anybody have a pick yet for a goal song? Yeah, Dan has one. I sent it to Tyler. What do you got? I was going to play it. Oh, we're going to do this professionally? You had this. You've, you've thought I, about this. I have. Then. Oh, this has been a nah, just long. kidding. Roadcaster's not working. <laughs> Sorry, boys. It's uh, it's Bobby Roode's theme song from WWE, and it just goes, glorious. Oh, oh you love right. that one. I do that. Yeah, yeah, you've loved that one for a while. Yeah. It's a great track. It is, yeah. Yeah, I like that. If you look at like some old, we did this at Little Brick, I think, Dan, yeah, where yeah. we were looking at some of the old entries from just massive ones. That one yeah. had some really good entries where everybody was getting into it. Same with Stone Cold with the glass shattering. Yeah. Just like, that's how they should come out. That's such Stone a good Cold? one. It's oh, yeah. such a good one to break out during a fight, though. It is. It just sounds so good when you got that glass break and then the guys are just throwing. Ah, oh, the best was Larock. Yeah. Tyler, Rick, you got a, a potential? I also, an I'll honorable out, mention. We'll bring on for next week. An honorable mention for me would be Rock Wilder by Method Man or Red Man. That'd be a fucking sweet one. Sweet. Tyler? No, I don't have, I don't have one off the top week, of my I head. Guess. That's okay. Next, next week, week, we'll yeah. figure it out. We will even get it done on the Roadcaster, maybe. Possibly. People should send us there. Yeah, and there if you want to know, I want to know what you would use for a goal song as well. Weathers Nation, uh, ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. This is episode 182, DoorDash. Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, and Buster's Pizza. We say thank you for being a part of this and making this all possible. And most importantly, for you, the listener, for welcoming us into your ear holes every single Friday. I'm Bag Milk for Dan, Rick, and Tyler. ON Radio is out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out Derek Ryan. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.